happy hump day. Welcome back to another episode of Yvette Unplugged. So today's episode is a little bit different. I'm not really sure who's listening. You know, I don't know if you're listening because you follow Belief in Fatherhood, uh, my husband's YouTube channel that I sometimes pop up on. I'm just kidding. I pop on there. I pop up on there quite a lot, but um, I'm not sure who's listening. Like if you are from the How Married Are You wedding party, or if you're from the Belief in Fatherhood village, or if you just follow me on Instagram and you saw, oh, she has a podcast or if you are just by chance um someone who ran across this podcast and is like oh let me check out these episodes whoever you are and wherever you're from I so appreciate you for listening um one of the biggest pieces of my life is that we do have a YouTube channel and for me as a um as someone who shares my life so much online and through social media it can be challenging sometimes. Like it's really, it's an interesting thing because I don't feel like a lot of people relate to it. And so when I do find people that relate to it, it is a wonderful thing. Like I just want them to be my friend. (laughs) Um, And recently, I feel like within this past like 365 days, like this past year, um, I've gotten to connect with some awesome YouTube wives, like women who do YouTube. And it's been a breath of fresh air because I feel like there are people out there that can relate to me and it's just wonderful. And so today's episode is just a little bit different. I asked my friend Charlotte from the YouTube channel, As Said By Me, to come on and just chat with me a little bit, a little bit about what it looks like to be um the wife of a YouTuber. And so this conversation is basically just a candid conversation of us chatting through some things. Um, It's a little different than usual, but I hope you guys enjoy it. I know you will. And yeah, thanks for listening. Here we go. Hello, guys. So today, um, my women crush Wednesday is the lovely Charlotte Thompson. Um, She is a wife and a mother of two beautiful kids, and I love her Instagram, how it coins her as a woman helping women embrace their inner Beyonce on a Target budget. (laughs) I thought that was cute, funny, and clever. So Charlotte is here. Hi, Charlotte. Hello. Um, And yeah, so Charlotte, every episode we begin with just talking like I always highlight a women crush Wednesday because all episodes drop on a Wednesday and so um do you have an a woman crush Wednesday you'd like to tell us about well it's kind of cheating but I was gonna say you <laughs> like that you are doing it all you're teaching your kids you're creating so much inspirational content with the world needs you're a wife um, I mean the list goes on and on, um, but mm. I, I was going to cheat a little bit and just piggyback off of that and say, right now, I think my Women Crush Wednesday really goes out to all the women who are at home right now wearing all of the different hats. Like, it's such a challenging time right now mm. in our lives, um, stressful, and whether you're being a homeschool teacher and an employee or a mom and a wife, um, 
I know for me, it's been really difficult to balance it all. So I just want to give a quick shout out to all the women who are, who are doing the dang thing right now, because like, I know there's a lot of pressure out there to like be the Pinteresting mom and get all of these <laughs> projects done right now. But yeah. whether that's you or you're like me and you've got piles and piles of laundry that yeah. you still need to get through, like we're all, we're all doing it. So, um, shout out to you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I agree. It's been kind of, it's interesting because you feel like if you're on Instagram, there's a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of content where people are like, oh, look, I just painted a room and did this, that, and the other. And there's a bunch of Pinteresty lessons being had and all kinds of things. I'm like, man, how do you guys have time? Because I feel like now that the quarantine's happened, I kind of have less time. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. weird. Um, I agree. (laughs) So I have a question. I agree. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, I, I sometimes, some days I wake up and I get on Instagram and I'm like, wow, I'm really sucking at this quarantine thing. But then I take a step back and I'm like, but, you know, I'm spending this time with my family and yes, my house may be really messy and I didn't do some really cool project like somebody else. But um, whether you're doing those projects, which is great and awesome, or you're not, um, this is just such an unprecedented time. So whatever it looks like for you, whether it's restful or it's stressful, um, I would just encourage you guys to keep pushing through um, and we'll all get through it together. It's hard when there isn't like an end in sight, but I feel encouraged when I see you, Yvette, just talking about like the real life (laughs) side of it too. Yeah. Um, Because there are a lot of, there are, there are a lot of, you know, oh, if you're not organizing, if you're not being super productive, like you've got all this time. And like you said, it feels like we almost have less time. Yeah. Yeah. So. What has been the biggest, um, like what is one thing that you're doing to kind of protect your mental health during this time? Like what relieves you of the stress of like COVID-19? Hmm. That's a good question. Honestly, I think we're, I'm still figuring that out. Like some days I'm feeling really great and like I'm doing, I'm doing it all. I'm doing all the things. And then other days I'm really over, just overwhelmed with the stress of it all. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's okay, no matter where you're at with it. I think it's that you should, you know, give yourself space and time to feel those things and not just say, well, let's just push it off. Like if you're in a space where you are feeling stressed, um, that's valid. And whether it's, you know, taking a minute to have a cup of coffee before your kids get up or a minute when they're asleep to do a face mask, whatever it is, I think it's important to give, you know, yourself time and space, even if it's just a couple minutes a day to like just think about yourself because this is a really stressful time. Um, so I, I, I'm still figuring it out. Like some days I feel like I've got it together and I'm doing a good job at, you know, taking care of my house and myself. And then other days I'm like, wow, that was not <laughs> how I thought today was going to go. Girl. So yes. I think just allowing time and space for no matter where you're at to feel that mm-hmm. and acknowledge it. And then, Take a minute to like just take a breath. 
You know, I have this, um, I mean, I don't have it, but there's a hashtag, hashtag fill your feelings. And I, um, I feel like it's not just a hashtag, like it's a real thing that I don't, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of women, especially moms, we don't allow ourselves to just, um, not even just moms, but just all people really, we don't allow ourselves sometimes to just sit with our feelings and feel them because Mm -hmm. we feel like we're supposed to feel a different way. And so it's like, stop Mm -hmm. thinking about what you're supposed to feel and just feel what you're actually feeling and then kind of work through that, you know? Um, So anywho, I didn't want to spend too much time there. You guys, the reason that I have Charlotte on the podcast today is because she is also the wife to a YouTuber. And um, a lot of times, like, I feel, I can feel so alone and misunderstood (laughs) in this life of like sharing my life so Mm -hmm. openly online. And then it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I didn't necessarily choose to share my life online. Um, It kind of just, I don't want to say it happened to me, but my story Mm -hmm. is, you know, Glenn actually started the YouTube channel when he was a stay at home parent and he was just documenting, documenting his days with the boys Um, And then it ended up growing into something that had like a huge social media presence. And so I kind of just came along for the ride. And so, um, Charlotte, will you kind of talk to us about before we get into like, you know, it all. But how did you guys start? Like, was this something that you and said decided to do together or was this something that said decided to do and then you joined on? How did what's your guys' story? Yeah, you got, I think, because I feel like most of the time, at least most of the content creators that I know, especially couples, it usually starts as like the wife starts a channel or a blog, and then the husband may jump in on it or maybe not. Like, I know a lot of mommy bloggers and bloggers, but for us, um, Cedric started his YouTube channel just kind of on a whim one day when he was still playing professional football. So he had just been released by the new England Patriots and he was feeling really down. And, um, he decided to pick up a camera and start telling his story for the first time from his perspective, not from like the media or the, you know, the team telling it for him. Um, so his story had been told many times by newspapers and TV shows but he had never really gotten a chance to like share his experience from his perspective and so at the time he picked up a camera and said I'm going to show the side of the game that people don't see everyone thinks that the NFL is all glitz and glam but for the majority of the players that's not what the day-to-day looks like and so that's how it started and it was just him and a camera documenting and bouncing from team to team and and then I got pregnant and we started to share some some content about our family and it quickly evolved into family content. And um, there's still like, he's now retired from the NFL and there's still some bits and pieces of football, but now that's moved off on, onto a new channel and our main YouTube channel is all family content. So kind of like you, it wasn't something like a... a decision we made together um I guess it was a decision to start sharing about family our family but it was definitely his thing first and I'm kind of the 
cameo on the channel. So um, the eye candy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. Okay, so let's back up because I can, I guess we kind of jumped the gun a little bit. So Charlotte um, and her husband have two kids, and they share about their lives. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Let's let everybody know. So it is called As Said by Me. So my husband is Cedric. Yeah. So, so said is spelled C E D. Yeah. And I will link their YouTube channel. And um, you guys also have a podcast as well, as said by Charlotte. Um, I will link all of that in the show notes when I publish this episode. But yeah, so so yeah, you guys are similarly to us in a way because he started it because Glenn actually did start the YouTube channel to kind of document his days. But it was also because he had just released an album Um Red Pills, Black Sugar, that was kind of a, it was a different kind of album. And it didn't really like the way people saw it kind of made him seem kind of dark. <laughs> so the YouTube channel was also a way for him to shine a positive light on like who he really is. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a very similar thing to said as well. But um, so, yeah, so you guys started sharing your family. So I kind of want to like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know what people think of YouTubers, because for me, I didn't even realize that YouTube was a thing where people shared their lives until Glenn started doing it. And... <laughs> what? Go ahead. When, when Cedric told me he was going to start a YouTube channel, I was like, what? Like, I didn't know that was a thing. And then eventually he was like, okay, I'm going to go full time on YouTube. But I was like, what? He <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'm going to retire from playing football and be a full time YouTuber. And I did not even know that. I did not even know that that was a thing. Girl, me either. And so I think when, like, when my family and our friends started to hear, like, oh, yeah, Cedric's going to be a full-time content creator, like, they kind of get this idea that we, like, sit at home yeah. together and <laughs> just, it, it's not, like, a real job and we just pick yeah. up the camera sometimes. And so I think that there's, at least from my perspective, there's this idea out there that YouTubers, like, it's not. It's not real work and they're just carrying around a camera everywhere that they go. Yeah. And that's not really the case. Yeah. At least not in our house. Yeah. I mean, it's different, I think, from YouTuber to YouTuber, but for us, it's definitely Mm -hmm. not the same as well. So let's, you kind of alluded to something. So I'm kind of curious, like, how did your family feel about you guys sharing your lives out there or how do they currently feel? Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, I was apprehensive at first when Cedric said, I'm Mm going to be a full-time YouTuber. I was like, what does that even mean? What does that look like? Um, Not only financially, Mm -hmm. but also just like the day-to-day. I had had no idea. Um, And it wasn't until we went to a conference for creators that I realized like, oh, wow, this is a real thing and people are doing it. so when we started to tell our family, I think that they had a similar approach, just kind of like what they didn't even know what it meant, especially when you're talking to like your grandparents and you're like, hey, grandma and grandpa, I'm going to show my family on online and that's how we're going to pay our bills. They're, you know, it's, it's just a totally different thing than anything that they've, you know, equated to work. Yeah. Um, and as far as like 
sharing our family stuff, I would say my family has been an open book, not necessarily on YouTube, but we've shared a lot um, publicly throughout the years. And so I don't think that anyone was too taken aback, like, what do you mean you're going to document your family's journey? They were very supportive of that, so I'm appreciative of that. Um, but I think it was more just kind of a, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Because we didn't know anyone doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same for me. Like, um, I feel like our family, I feel like the more, and it, I feel like, okay, so for me, I didn't really get on board with us sharing our YouTube journey, like our family's journey until I started to get feedback or read the comments from the people who were watching the videos that Glenn was putting out. And then when people would personally reach out to me and just kind of tell me like the impact that our channel was Mm -hmm. having on their life just to see healthy families and not just a healthy family, but a healthy black family. And so Mm -hmm. it wasn't until then that I started to buy into this whole idea of like living our lives publicly. And Mm -hmm. one of the things too, that I felt was that um, people don't share, you know, like they don't let us know what's really going on. Or at least when I was growing up, I feel like now that I'm an adult, I'm like, man, why didn't y'all tell me this was happening? Or why didn't you tell me that this was Mm -hmm. a possibility to happen? It's like, ugh. and I feel like we are kind of, um, taking the taking responsibility that past generations haven't necessarily taken for future generations. You know what I'm saying? Like we are kind of giving people inside looks at what life really is like in marriage and in raising kids and in making adult decisions like buying a house or buying a car or all kinds of different things. And so I feel like as my family has started to see um, the positive feedback or whatever that we're getting from the people who engage with our content, that they Mm -hmm. are also buying into it. I feel like there are still some members of um, our family that may be a little uncomfortable with us or even like, I feel like sometimes, and I'm not going to say any names or anything, but I feel like there are some members on um, in our family who, or even some of our friends who might feel uncomfortable when we come around or whatever, because they feel like we're going to have a camera, but that's just not how it is. We don't always Mm -hmm. have, a camera with us and we don't always record everything. And sometimes we record, you know, just to record, not necessarily that it's going to make it on to the actual channel. channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just to piggyback off of what you said, because I think you said something that's really important. Um, When you're talking about like the impact of just showing like a healthy family dynamic, I think it's also so important to also touch on the fact that, I would say one thing that both belief or Glenn and Fed have in common is that they don't shy away from the tough topics. Yeah. Like on both of our channels, we're not just going to be posting a highlight reel, which you see on a lot of other content creators channels. Like we, one of our biggest videos is when Cedric got cut from the Minnesota Vikings and I'm ugly crying and like it was not pretty at all, but we are so glad that we did share like that moment um not necessarily for us (laughs) i mean it it will you know be good to look back on and like where what we've gone through and what we've come through but i think for other people too i think that there's this this highlight reel kind of mentality on social platforms and so for us we really think about 
how we approach our content as ministry through transparency. Amen. So we want our content to be authentic and transparent. We're not going to just sugarcoat everything and act like marriage is a breeze or having kids is a breeze because it's not. Yeah. And not that we share everything because that's something else we could talk about. Um, there's, you know, a fine line of being authentic without oversharing. Yeah. But, um, for us, it is really important to share both the challenging times and the triumphs um, that we go through in life to, to like you said, let people know, like, this, this is what marriage really looks like. It's not all relationship goals. Like, we aren't on the same page all the time. and We do go through difficult things. Um, and, and then we also have really great times. And I think, like you were saying, it's so cool to hear other, you know, our viewers feedback on, wow, like my family never talked about this or growing up, my dad told me not to share my feelings or whatever. And then have Fred and Glenn who are both black men be able to sit down and say, like, this is what I'm dealing with. And this is really hard. And this is how I'm feeling about it. I think it's really disrupting uh, a bigger conversation. Yeah, definitely. So one of the reasons that I did want to have this conversation with you is for those reasons is because I feel like you and said are very authentic with your content. You don't just like to share the highlight reel, but you guys also like just really tell it how it is and allow people to see your um, honest experience of life. Let's back up a little bit. How old are you and said just to give people a little bit more context? We are both 27. Yeah. So. You guys are younger. I mean, I'm only, I'm 32. I'm about to be 33 though, because June is almost here. I hope I don't have to have a quarantine birthday. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I hope so too. We just had a quarantine birthday yesterday. For uh, my sister who turned 33 and it's, it's not the same. It's not the same, man. It's not the same. But at least we got another year. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so you guys are super young and I feel like your perspective is so important. And then, you know, we're not that much older than you, but we are, you know, in a little bit different places. How are you feeling, though, about raising your kids? Like your daughters, how old is Madeline? She is two and a half. Two and a half. And Luca is like not even a year yet. Luca is like nine months. Yeah. yeah. So... My kids are a little bit older. Theo is seven, Raya is five, mm -hmm. Anaya is three, and Uzi is nine months too. And so it's kind of like, or actually he's like 10 months. Um, but my thought is like, we know what happens to Disney kids, you know, like we've kind of seen yeah. what happens to them. Do you have any, like, are you nervous at all about raising Maddie and Luca online at all? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, I when I hear questions like that, I honestly think to a conversation that we had with Glenn, <laughs> and he was kind of just talking about how our kids, not that they're guinea pigs, but there aren't like a bunch of YouTube kids that have grown up and we've gotten to see the effects of sharing their childhood online, um, which is kind of scary. But at the same time, I think that when you've got parents who are like being incredibly thoughtful about what they are sharing, yeah. um, you know, of their kids and, and, um, 
yeah, just taking precautions. Like there's definitely safety that comes into play. Um, and thinking about like if I was the child and I want to, sh- to be on internet, um, when you have parents who are taking those kind of, just taking a very thoughtful and safe approach, I think that, like Glenn was saying, that the benefits outweigh the potential negatives. Like, we don't know all of the negatives, but we don't know all of the negatives of how we're raising our kids right now, no matter whether you're sharing it online or not. Like, our kids are going to need therapy for (laughs) whether, like, you're the best parent or the worst parent. Like, our kids are going to need therapy at some point, right? Yeah. We're not going to get it all right, and that's okay. Um, And so I think, you know, having these memories to look back on and creating this community um, and sharing our, you know, our life as a form of ministry is so positive and it's so much light in the world that for us right now, at least, and that could change as our kids get older. Um, it, for us, the, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I feel like for us, like we are definitely trying to be mindful of the things that we share online and, mm-hmm. uh, and as the kids are getting older, like today, <laughs> so I was not paying attention, but today, and I was just taking a picture, but I was in the backyard working out and then Theo came out and he was working out with me and he was like doing like some, um, I don't even know what the name of the exercise is, but he was on the ground and he was lifting weights and, I was, I thought it was a cute picture. So I came over to take a picture of him and he's like, mom. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh my goodness, you're in your underwear. He's like, yeah, mom. (laughs) And so I'm like, and I was like, buddy, I was really just taking a picture. I wasn't going to post or anything, but as they get older, they do get a little bit more, you know, mindful of do I like what they want to share online or not. Um, And I don't really think they feel like my seven-year-old fully understands how many the reach that we have with the way that we're put, distributing the content, but it is mm-hmm. nice that they do have more of a um, idea. I kind of want to talk about like. Well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and like, just even with a two and a half year old, like, obviously she has no idea what when we post something, like how many people see it or anything like that, or can read comments or. You know, it will definitely be interesting to see as, like, the kids get older and they can read and, like, see, like, oh, maybe not everything's positive. Or, um, but also just, like, sometimes our two-and-a-half-year-old does not want to film or not want to do the things yeah. that we're, like, trying to get, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. And so I think, you know, just, like, Theo, like, hey, Mom, like, I'm in my underwear. Like, I want you to take a picture or whatever even just that two and a half, like when she's not in the mood, we're like, okay, well like that, that idea of what you were hoping to shoot today, like that might not work and that's okay. So just being like respectful of their boundaries, um, I think is really important because I do see some content that pushes like kids, it puts kids safety at risk and stuff like that. And that's Mm -hmm. not cool. Yeah. Yeah. The cool thing about, um, I think one of the things that I I love about our YouTube channel or just even the fact that <clears throat> we have YouTube content and um, we're constantly like looking for opportunities to capture a moment or whatever is that the moment is being captured. Like I think about the kids yeah. when they get older 
and how much they are going to have. Like they're, we can tell them stories all we want, but they actually will have video, like visual proof. They'll be able to experience themselves as a two-year-old or a seven-year-old, you know, like we, Mm -hmm. like in our adult, I mean, some parents were really good about recording, but I just feel like it'll be a beautiful thing for them to have. Like their throwback Thursdays are going to be lit. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. That's like for sure one of the biggest, like for me, the biggest pros of what we do is just like capturing those memories and also having those experiences because sometimes like we'll come up with an idea of like, oh, this would be really cool. Like that you should take Maddie on a Valentine's Day date. Or, like, you guys have gotten to go to Disney or, you know, stuff like that. Like, those experiences are so awesome. And to have the footage and the pictures to look back on and, like you said, them be able to, like, see how they really were at two years old and not just in a picture. Like, that is so cool. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of wanted to talk about some of the pros and cons of being on YouTube. We kind of just hit Mm -hmm. one of the pros. Um, Is there a con? Do you have any more pros or cons? It doesn't have to be a con. It could be. Oh, I got a whole list. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. No, I think that there, you know, any, any marriage, any relationship, there are definitely challenges. And then specifically when you're both, I I still work full time, um, but I work from home. And, I think us both working from home, there are some unique challenges that couples, whether they're in, you know, doing YouTube or um, other other fields that they might relate to, but there's there are definitely challenges of having a spouse uh, who is a content creator. Um, and I think we kind of talked about some. One that I would just say is not being on the same page of like, what we're posting or how we're posting it. Mm. I don't know if you guys have run into that, but there's definitely been times like with a birth video or um, even just if we we have this idea and I have one, you know, one vision of how it's going to go and he has a different vision and it's really his channel, but I feel really strongly about it. So I think that's one thing. It's just like what we're sharing and how we're sharing it. That could be tough sometimes to navigate yeah you bring up a good point because um i recently glenn and i actually (laughs) recently got into it a little bit about this because it is quote unquote his channel and you just said it's says channel and his channel is literally called as said by me um Mm -hmm. and so like how that is kind of a challenge for me sometimes is like i have to remind myself that this is his channel like it's it really is his channel where he's coming from his perspective as a father and as a husband, and he is telling the story from his perspective. And so sometimes it is challenging for me to be like, man, I wouldn't have said it that way, or I wouldn't have even filmed it that way. Mind you, I don't know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about or what I'm doing when I'm like holding a camera. You know what I mean? Like they talk about ISO and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, yeah, mm -hmm, just point and shoot. Um, But how have you tried to like maintain your voice in light of it being said channel? I think it's been, you know, like I said, it's been challenging um, because while it is their channel, it we're often featured in the content. Right. And so even when they're editing, like what we said, we're like, but that's, 
you know, you cut out this part and that was really important to what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. like it, but we got to get it down to 10 minutes or whatever it is. So, um, you know, but I think one thing that Cedric and I have done well is that we've found ways to work together on the channel that still like keep it authentic to his voice, but there, there are parts of the business that I'm able to mm-hmm. help with that yeah. work to my strength where I still feel like a part of, of the process and also that my voice is still heard and respected. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like, we don't always do it well. And there are some videos where like, where I am like I would not have edited that way (laughs) that was not what I was saying yeah Um, so we're not perfect but I we have found ways where I feel valued and heard in in the process I agree yeah we um I, I I I feel like we have gotten better or at least I feel like I've gotten better at um just kind of understanding like my place in how things are operating. For example, I, when Glenn first started his YouTube channel, like my Instagram account was private and it was private mostly because I was a high school teacher and I was like, I don't want these kids, you know, looking at me. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't even tell my students about the YouTube channel. And of course, slowly but surely they started to find out. And then it was just weird. (laughs) It was weird being a teacher and having, you know, because those kids live on YouTube. And so when they see the YouTube channel, they're like, oh, my goodness, Miss Henry, your husband has like this many followers. And then they just start telling people and it just spreads like wildfire. I was like, OK, there has to be something that I can kind of keep private. And so for me, one of the things that I did was like I blocked my Instagram account where it was like no one can follow me mm-hmm. unless I know who they are. But then when I stopped teaching, I actually opened it up to the public and I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to kind of have my voice. And that's why on Instagram, a lot of my posts are kind of like what life is like at home with me and the kids. And, you know, like that's how I kind of mm-hmm. um, protect my voice. Not I, not that my voice needs protection from my husband, but more so it's kind of how I offer my perspective because I do realize that it's called belief in fatherhood. So it's not necessarily, um, you know, about the mom or the motherhood. So, yeah. Right. Like our Instagram and your podcast, like that's kind of like our space in our piece in the puzzle where we can be ourselves and not that we're not ourselves in their videos, but we can also share like, this is how I was feeling about this experience yeah we can drive the narrative a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. yeah what were some of the other things on your list (laughs) um these two kind of go hand in hand but there's no there's no clock out like there's no Mm. option to just stop and that's been really difficult for us to navigate Mm -hmm. especially like you know there are some youtubers who they're in the tech space and so they're doing unboxings and reviews on tech products but that's not the case when you're a family vlogger right like their job is documenting and sharing like our family's adventures and journeys and so there is no physical place that they leave and they come home and then they're home Mm -hmm. and not working like they've always got their phones 
Mm-hmm. We have to be engaging on Instagram mm-hmm. if we want people to continue, like the algorithm to continue to put our content on people's phones. And so that's been challenging. Um, one thing that we've done is like one day a week is just family now. And we don't, um, we don't work at all. And it, it wasn't something that we were doing for a long time. And it came like, our relationship was just in shambles and we sat down with our pastor one day and he was like, not only is you guys, you know, not only is you guys working seven days a week, not healthy, but it's also not holy. Like you guys need Mm -hmm. one day a week as a family Mm -hmm. where you are not worried about commenting back to people. You're not worried about uploading content. Like even though your content is, you know, a light in the world, you guys need that time as a family. And that's, that was like a really hard pill to swallow for us because again, as entrepreneurs, there's this pressure to like be hungry and to keep working, keep like pushing out content. And so it's this balance of like being hungry while also realizing like what you already have is so much and appreciating that and taking time to just like rest with your family. I love that. I love that you guys went to your pastor and had that conversation. I feel like um, Glenn has been trying to implement a Sabbath as well. And it's nice when he's just, you know, home and with us and, you Mm -hmm. know, no, no phones, no nothing. I feel like I have probably fallen into the trap of like (laughs) where I want to take a break for a week from social media. And I'm like, I just can't because I have to engage and, I have a really good engagement with my followers. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, ugh. but I feel like it is something that's coming (laughs) that I'm going to have to do. Yeah. No, that was something that I wrote down as a challenge. It's like we are human and sometimes we don't want to post or like we don't want to talk about something. And recently for me, that's been the case. Like, just throughout this quarantine, it's been really tough to manage like having the kids at home and trying to work. And then my grandma got really sick and passed away. And mm. so like, they're just right now they're and, and, and it's not just during quarantine, like this happens during seasons of our life where it's like our real life can be really overwhelming. And maybe we don't want to be posting on Instagram and there's that push and pull of, okay, but if you don't post, then the algorithm doesn't like that. And Mm -hmm. it's such a weird kind of dynamic to manage and even have to think about because, you know, my friends, if they don't want to post, they just don't post. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and honestly, Cedric and I have been pretty quiet and our followers have noticed that too. Like they've reached out and checked in on us, which we so appreciate. Um, But living as a content creator on social media, there, you know, sometimes you don't want to, post and you've got to figure out you know where where you do need to just take a break and be okay with that yeah one other challenge that kind of touches on those two is that i don't know about you and glenn but being said we spend a lot of time together but for me my love language is quality time and a lot of it is not quality time Mm. so for us it's been a challenge to find time where we're not focused on the content we're Mm -hmm. not even focused on our kids and we're just focused on each other Mm -hmm. um because 
as you know, like you've got four kids. <laughs> date nights can be really tough to, to come by. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the challenges of, you know, being a YouTuber's wife is that you might spend a lot of time together, but it might not be like quality, quality time where you're really focused on one another and we're having conversation about where you're really at. Yeah. I like that. That's a really good point. You know, something I got offended by Glenn. <laughs> Glenn said something a while back that and I was super offended. Um, as you know, we have our marriage podcast, the podcast that we do together, and it's called How Married Are You? Mm-hmm. And um, we were, he was like, this is the only time that we actually talk, like when we're recording a podcast. And I was like, what are you talking about? We talk. He's like, no, think about it. Whenever we have time together, we're either watching like something on tv or you know attending to the kids or whatever he's like this is when we talk and that's why I love this podcast so much and I was like what and it's true (laughs) like as I started he said that and I started really observing like our time together I'm like man it's true we do just kind of sit and it's because at the end of the day we just want to like veg out or just relax and not really think or dig deeper into anything and so while I was offended, I realized that, man, this is a reality and we have to be more intentional about how we spend our time. It can just be challenging at times. Yeah, no, for sure. And said definitely said some, you know, something similar to that about our podcast, because that is dedicated time when you're sitting down and just talking. Mm-hmm. One thing that we have tried, tried to do <laughs> is every night we try to ask each other just three basic questions about like, how are you feeling? What brought you joy today? What's been challenging? And then how can I pray for you? I guess that's four questions. I love that. And again, we, we try to do it every night. We aren't always successful. But I think, you know, just having those, even though we spend so much time together, having those like touch points of like at, at really asking the other person of like, okay, what is going on in your life outside of like content creation or the kids? And how are you feeling about it? Or how can I be supporting you or praying for you? Um, I think it's important to still, like, it, it's hard, right? Like, people don't, people think it's crazy when I say this. Like, it's so hard to find time for these, like, intentional conversations. But it's so vital to the health of our relationship. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I feel like sometimes it's easier for us as women to tend to our children than it is for us to tend to our husband. And um, I don't know, not even, I don't even know if tend is the right word, but more so care for and really put in the effort that really is required Mm -hmm. for that relationship to be strong and healthy. I like those questions. I think I might try it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Charlotte, I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, And I know that, you know, our listeners probably would enjoy us still talking. (laughs) I feel like every time I say, I feel like these episodes too long, they're like, no, keep going. Um, But (laughs) I am going to try to wrap it up. And so I appreciate you for being here. It's always like the thing that I love about you, Charlotte, is that you, I feel like you get it. (laughs) Um, So many of my friends have spouses who do, other things like traditional jobs or something that's a little bit more relatable and understandable than, oh, he puts videos on YouTube. What? 
it's like people don't necessarily always get it. And so it's really nice when I can find someone else who relates to what the challenges of being a YouTube spouse or even just living your life on in public this way. So thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. Um, no, thank you. Yeah. I, I would just, again, I think that because we're independent bloggers, that it can feel so isolating um, yeah. sometimes. And like you said, like our friends and family, sometimes they don't even get like what, what goes into it or what we're doing or understand some of these challenges. Um, they can be supportive, but they might not really understand where we're coming from. So for me, it's been so amazing to have a friend like you in my life who does totally get it. And also makes me feel like I'm not alone. <laughs> and also just to have like the community who is so supportive because I know we both have um, really loyal and supportive communities. So that's huge too. So yeah. thank you for having me on. Of and course. Some time and space to even process through some of that stuff. We're, we're still navigating. Yeah. All right, then, girl, I will let you go. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. All right, guys, that's about it. I um, hope you enjoyed that conversation with myself and Charlotte. When you get a moment, please go check her out on As Said By Me. And I will also link her um, Instagram account below so that you guys can kind of check her out there as well. She is definitely um, a beautiful soul and a beautiful person. And I am so honored to have gotten to meet her um, at this point in my life. It is just so, I'm finding a lot of value in developing relationships with people who are not only like-minded as far as their faith is concerned, but just like-minded as far as how they go about living their life or um, just a lifestyle that we both live. And for me, sharing our life online is just different and not everyone understands what it takes and why we do it. And so it's really been a blessing to be able to meet more and more women, especially who are in the same line of work as my husband and I. And so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this conversation and as you guys know, I like to leave you with a word of encouragement as I sign off. And I felt like given the context of the conversation that we had today that um, the scripture Galatians chapter six, verse nine would be relevant. And it reads, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I feel like this scripture is so relevant given today's topic because as YouTubers, it's kind of hard sometimes to really know <laughs> what what we're like the to see the fruits of your labor. You know, we don't really get to see the fruits of our labor, but we have to know from the people who do give us feedback about how the channel is impacting their life. We do know that there is uh, there is work being done and in my family my family believes that we are working on behalf of god and that we are shining a light that is so blinding to people that they just have to know that the difference in our lives is god and our love for him and our relationship with him and just how he is the center 
of our home. And so I feel like if you are about your father's business, if you are if you are working a goal or a passion that you know the Lord gave you, do not grow weary in doing it because you will reap a harvest. And I want to also say that there will be days when you do feel weary. <laughs> there will be days when you feel discouraged and you're like, I don't know if I can do this, but it's just being overcome by it, like not allowing yourself to be overcome by it, I think is the most important part of that. And so, yeah, I'm going to read that again. It says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Galatians chapter six, verse nine. I'm going to leave y'all with that. I hope that this Wednesday is treating you well and that you guys are just having, um, you are finding so much hope. <laughs> enjoy in spite of what's going on with this quarantine i hope that you guys are able to see a silver lining or a bright side to things and that's it for now i will see you guys again next wednesday on event unplugged <laughs>